0: from the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
1: It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to
2: get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's
0: gang time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox.
3: And good morning. Welcome to a brand new day, a brand new week, and the start of a brand new month for us. It's October. It feels kind of like fall. In the mornings, <laughs> in the afternoons, it feels like summer. This is that... This is that strange time of the year. Hey, good morning! Welcome to the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, glad to have you with us in the Allen Samuel Studios for a uh, oh, a packed—I do mean packed—show today. We got tons to, of things to to get to and to conversate about, and and guests and all kinds of stuff. Uh, we we start by saying good morning to Ward White. Ward, good morning. How are we? Outstanding. Brian, how are you doing? Wonderful. Happy Monday. Absolutely. Brand new day. All right. On the program today, we talk Baylor football. We talk Big 12 football. We talk Cowboy football. We talk Mary Harden Baylor football. We talk high school football. And hopefully, before we're done here, we'll talk a little bit about what I a terrific series that's been going on, the Atlanta Sweat. But they got a, a, you know... It was fun. It was fun to watch. I, I watched last night, a lot of last night, because the Sunday night football game got out of hand real fast. Uh, I watched a lot of Atlanta in, in the New York Mets. It was fun. Is Judge ever going to get a fastball to hit? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's amazing how that fastball does not find the strike zone ever since he got to uh, 61. So, So hopefully we'll have some time to get into that as well today. So. There you go. All right, on the program today, Jerry Hill, as always on Monday, joins us. We'll, uh, we'll break down the Bears game a little bit. Steven Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked on Horn Frogs. He'll talk about TCU's mammoth win over the Oklahoma Sooners. And hopefully, Chris Williams from Channel 10 will kind of go through the Big 12 with us. The only problem with having Chris Williams on the program today is is I don't have Chris Williams's phone number. <laughs> I thought I did. Chris and I we kind of ate lunch together Saturday uh, before the Baylor game, and you know I said, "Hey, why don't you come on the show? Let's let's talk Big Twelve football." Sure. Only thing is, I don't have Chris's phone number. He's never he well he doesn't give that number out real real frequently, and you know, and he's kind of stingy with his phone number, and I don't know. I, I've texted a couple of people this morning to try to find it. <laughs> So if we don't have Chris Williams at 830, yeah, I'm sorry. We'll we'll get him sometime this week if we if we don't. But uh, it's full disclosure. I'm being honest here. It's my fault. I didn't get his phone number. It ha- huh? Happens. Yeah, it does. Hey, here's one for you. Uh on the CNC Collision Center text line. Jeff is pretty funny, Jeff and Belton. Uh well, and it's not funny what he's what he's saying. It's just that he responded to what I did Saturday morning. Saturday morning uh you know Matt Mosley and I were doing the uh the uh, the program out at uh, Touchdown Alley uh Game Day Live presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni by the way and I just I just drew a blank couldn't remember where U- UCF is located and I said Orlando I went no that's not right and and it is yes, in Orlando is. Yeah. yeah and Jeffs Jeff pointed out very astutely I might add that on the CNC Collision Center text line that UCF is in Orlando where they uh, unfortunately have gotten 30 inches of rain. Mm. Uh, the state of Florida, folks, you know, I, I know I have saw on television a couple of times where, hey, if you want to donate to the Red Cross or, you know, five or ten bucks or do not do it, I mean, they need help. Uh, it, it's amazing, like last night, Tampa didn't get touched. But in other por- portions of the state, it, uh, it, it, it wreaked havoc. And, boy, I'm telling you. When I say it wrecked havoc, it wrecked havoc. They've got some issues, so our thoughts are with uh, our friends in Florida today. All right, uh, w- let's just go ahead and, and let's touch base on 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 Baylor real quick, and then we'll just kind of zip through these before we dive deep into them. It was interesting to me to hear Dave Aranda in the post game in in our post game meetings with him, uh, the press conference. He he talked about a lack of energy in the first half, which to me was shocking. I, I thought, Hey, this, we all knew this was a big game. I guess they did too. And after some, some conversating at halftime, uh, they came out and, and, you know, had the energy that he was wanting. Uh, but Ward, if you're going to play a good football team and make no mistake about it, Oklahoma state is a good football team. It was interesting because on the pregame, I mentioned that I felt like Spencer Sanders is a dual threat and was going to run the football. Matt, Matt disagreed with me. He said, no, I think the only time he was really going to run the football is when, is when he scrambles. Well, go look at the stat page. He ran the football. They had a lot of design runs for him because he's, he's talented, and he threw the ball well. Uh, their defensive front's outstanding. They're, they're, Dave Randall pointed out they're hard to block. But the game, in my opinion, came down to special teams. You give up a kick return for a touchdown. A couple of kicks later, you give up a a kick out to the fifty yard line for a short field. Uh, Oklahoma State had some short fields. Baylor went for it on a fourth down inside their fifty, didn't get it, Mm -hmm. gave the Cowboys a short field. You know, and then people talk about the safety. Uh, You know, and I questioned the call too when when they did it. I mean, they ran a toss. Ward out of the end zone and got tackled in the end zone for a safety. My thought was go back to the previous play. Let's catch the punt in the air. And maybe we're not on the one yard line. Right. I mean, there's a. They, Dave Miranda calls them hidden yards. And there was a ton of hidden yards in that game. A lot, you know. And, and Baylor had some big plays. They had some explosives. They had a 49 yard touchdown to Monterey Baldwin. Oh, by the way, he's back. And then I think he had a 70 yarder. They had some explosives in the game. They played well. It, look, if if Baylor special teams plays to their to their standard, that's an unbelievable football game. It turned. It was a really good football game, but Baylor was chasing most of the most of the game, most of the day, and got close a couple of times. I think they got to within seven, then they got to within eight. Had some opportunities. But your special teams have got to – I mean, all three phases have got to play at championship level if you're going to beat a team and move towards championship to a championship yourself. you got to play at that level. But to say that – you know, he mentioned his team didn't have the energy and he also mentioned on the post game with uh, with Ricky Thompson about some practice habits and things that, you know, probably need to get cleaned up. We'll hear from that a little later on in the show. Uh I'm already getting CNC Collision Center Tech Line. Why would you call a pitch from the one yard line? Well, in the the explanation we got was that was a very successful play for him the week before at Iowa State, and they they felt like that they were going to get the, I think the basically the same look from the Cowboy defense, and that it would be a successful play. I mean that the intent was not to get tackled in the end zone. My point is the intent is don't be down on the one yard line. Catch the punt in the air. Uh, anyway, all right, Mary Harden Baylor, uh, very, I I think if you're a crusader fan Ward, shouldn't you be proud of this football team? They, they come off the emotional win and then they go out and take care of business against Austin college.
4: Yeah. But a lot of things you're saying right now about Baylor is the same thing that UMHB faced as well. They came out flat. Did they really? Yeah. They didn't, they didn't play very well early in that ball game. Uh, they made some adjustments and turned some things around, but uh, you know they were less than inspired to start the football game uh, and and kind of let Austin College drive right down the field and you know take the lead early in that football game, and then you know UMHB got made some adjustments and and, and turned some things around and and took care of business. That's the bottom line. They won the football game, but I, I think you if you will um, Talked to Larry Harmon. You know he he wasn't real happy with the way that they started that football game. So uh, again, you 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 can't take things for granted in this game. And and I think that you know sometimes you know players do that, and you see teams start out flat, and good teams can can make the adjustments and and overcome that, uh, which UMHB was able to do. But sometimes you just can't overcome it. You, you you dig yourself such a hole that you can't get out of it. Uh, and, and when you inspire a team that's pretty good, it gives them uh, an opportunity. Well, that's, you know, kind of what happened at McLean on Saturday.
3: But they had the skill set. They had the, what do you lack of a better term, maybe the intestinal fortitude to, to fight their way through that mm-hmm. and go win the football game.
4: Yeah, they did. Absolutely, they and do. And at the end of the day, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's all that matters. At yeah. the end of the day, I mean, that's you know, you're not going to look back three weeks from now, and and it, unless it continues to happen, you know, if you can get past that and it not happen again, then uh, then you won't look back at that score and go, yeah, but. Mm-hmm. But if it continues to happen, then you might look back at that and go, well, this is where this started. We've we've got to dig our way out of
3: it. We can't do this. Did you get a chance to watch the Cowboys yesterday? A little bit, not much. I thought they were pretty methodical. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I thought it kind of reminded you of the old days where when they were re- a really good football team, and they would play a really average to below average football team, and they, they play, would just they, go. They played down to the to they Washington's did. level. They, I thought that they went out and just took care of business. That, it, that's what it was. It was a take care of business game. Uh, they weren't. They weren't exceptional on the offensive line for the first time. Uh, they didn't push people around. They didn't. I mean, go look at the rushing stats for, for Pollard and for, for Zeke. They're not impressive at all. Uh, they're just not. And But you know what? They won 25-10. to 10. And wa- Washington hung around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington was a team that only had a handful of penalties in their first three games. Well, they committed a ton of fouls in the football game yesterday. And the Cowboys were able to win. They go 3-1. and one. They go to L.A. next week. And I'm going to assume that Cooper Rush is going to be a quarterback again next week. Win, lose, or draw next week, Cooper Rush has done what they needed him to do. Period. Oh, Period. Paragraph. Yeah.
4: I mean, look, if you got a backup quarterback, and Ali Crow, I mean, he's a better quarterback, or he's played better through these three games than I ever thought he would. And if you've got a guy... As your backup quarterback, that you say, okay, if we need him for five games, if he can win two of those games, we're gonna be okay. He's won three. Yeah, so he's exceeded expectations.
3: He hasn't lost a game as the starting quarterback. He has not lost. That's that's my big takeaway. I'm saying he
5: was the first quarterback in Cowboys history to start four and zero in his first. Starts with and again. The
3: I could care less about stuff. I mean, no disrespect. I care less about that kind of stuff because one of those games was last year. Last mm. year has zero effect on this thing. Uh, and I think maybe around River City here, we ought to pay attention to last year's football team, not meaning much to this year's results. You know, or you know, is that part of the deal? Could 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 you be looking back, and going, "Hey, we were twelve and two last year." I think I think that's a natural thing to have happen, but it, you got to get past that, and it's about this year. But he went; he's three and zero this year, and to me, the fact that he hasn't lost a game uh, and he's held serve and 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 done what he's needed to do, pretty impressive. Uh, Michael Gallup steps in, Warden. Man, he made yeah. some big plays. He did, and and they 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 used him correctly. They didn't run him out there for you know 75 plays no
4: they you know he's going to be on a timetable and and a they're going to be very careful with him which they should uh, and give him an opportunity to kind of get back into it and and figure out you know exactly where he fits in this offense and you know I think he fits very well if if used properly uh and he makes that receiving room better there's no doubt you could tell that right off the bat yesterday makes cd lamb better doesn't he well yeah you got a true number two out there yeah and then and and look brown has done a good job but the reason why he was doing so well we all talked about it last week that's that comfort level that cooper rush has with him
3: right but if you have Gallup and you have lamb noah brown makes a terrific slot number three guy doesn't he Mm -hmm. yeah sure there's no doubt so and that's
4: what you need you need to have options in this game, especially, you know, when you get to the highest level, the more options you have, the better your playbook is.
3: And if they are effective in that area, boy, that makes that run game, gives that run game an opportunity to be to mm-hmm. be successful. So right. we'll see. We'll see. All right, so we'll get into all that this morning. Uh seven we're running a little bit late, but uh, we do appreciate you being with us. As we get off and running, Leon says a hey, different team. We were talking about the toss in the end zone. Different team. He's right. It he is, and it, the result was a safety. It was not. It was not pretty. I will tell you this, <laughs> and I know they don't relate, but one year state championship. You may remember this ward. The uh, Waco Lions were playing in 05. They were playing. Uh, uh, man, who were they playing down in San Antonio? Ah. <sighs> I'm, man, it's it's terrible to get old and, for, and lose your memory. <laughs> who are they playing? They were playing the state championship game at 05, and he runs – Johnny calls a toss sweep in the end zone. They're down on their one- or two-yard line. He runs a toss sweep to uh, Salubi, who went on to play at Baylor. And he <laughs> – was it Copper's Cove? No, no, no. The Copper's Cove was, <clears throat> excuse me, Copper's Cove was in the district. Yeah, both teams from the same district in the state championship. Big school, little school. Remember that? Uh, mm-hmm. Lamarck. Lamarck. <clears throat> very physical football game. And there goes Salubi. See you later. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, you can catch a team not expecting a play, and the play become very successful. But in this case, wasn't even close. I mean, no chance, none. So there you go. All right, seven sixteen. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with uh, two two Central Texas locations. They're down in Bryan. They're also at nine thirteen South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. And coming soon, and I and I'm telling you, close. They're uh, they're going to be opening the doors next to a uh, Busby Fee. That that facility is very very close. They've been serving Central Texas since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the same ownership, the same family operated business. We're talking about the Emerys. And uh, right now, Braden is uh, directing the charge, if you will, with John there as well. And man, they do a tremendous job serving Central Texas. And they built that, that customer service one customer at a time. They offer the best in custom metal buildings. They carry all sizes of pipe from 1 half inch to 24 inches. And if you're building a uh, barn dominium or a metal building and, uh, you know, uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe can help you find the, uh, the best contractor for that project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Again, they're at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. They open at 7:30 this morning. 7:30 until 5. So go ahead and pull in the parking lot and wait. 13 minutes. 730, 7.30 until 5 and Saturdays, 8 till noon. And you can check them out 24-7 at Pioneerboys.com.
6: The Bears are back in action Thursday, October 13th. Headed to Morgantown to take on the West Virginia Mountaineers. 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, live from Morgantown. 6.15 p.m. kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. It's the Bears and the Mountaineers, Thursday, October 13th, here on the home of the Bears, ESPN
2: Central Texas. TFNB, your bank for life, is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why More Central Texas are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back with five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app. Banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC.
7: When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At Asco Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts, because they get the job done, too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment, and they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is.
8: I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it.
0: Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Game time. Weekday 7 to 9 is your first word in local sports.
4: Stop by Goodfeet Waco, located at the Central Texas Marketplace, across from Lazy Boy.
0: The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas.
3: All right, welcome back. It's a 720. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Bears uh, drop uh a 36-25 decision to the Oklahoma State Cowboys to fall to 3-2 and two overall. They're 1-1 one one in the league. Ah, Speaking of the league, Ward, who would have ever thought the first week of October that you'd have at the top of your, your Big 12 standings the Kansas Jayhawks and at the bottom of your standings the Oklahoma Sooners. But that's what you got. Mm-hmm. How about that? And, and, Ryan, didn't you say that ga- uh, game day from uh, ESPN is going to be in Lawrence? They will be in Lawrence for 5-0 Kansas hosting
4: 4-0 TCU. Yep, and how about those fro- those frogs? Uh, something's got to give. Yep. Man, what what a what a day, though, huh? Who would have thought that would have been a matchup that game day would be at?
3: It's a marquee matchup. It's not just – yeah, you're exactly right with game day there. That's crazy. So, there you go. This league, man. Uh, who, you know, somebody, I don't know who it was, but somebody was talking about, you could have a three, three loss team in your conference championship game because there is just, I mean, you don't know week to week. This thing's nuts. It's kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's not the worst thing. From I don't know. And I know maybe from a championship standpoint with just four teams getting into the the championship tournament, that having that clear cut. You know, is is kind of a necessity, but just from a it, just from an interest standpoint, finding this league interesting, is it the way this thing? I mean, this. Well, is- if you
4: want to have parity, I mean, that's what you're going to have in this league. And you know, you you take you know Texas and Oklahoma out of the equation, you might as well have parity because they're the only two that's going to get in that 14 tournament anyway.
3: Yeah, and thank goodness that thing's going away, and we'll get to twelve. And yeah, that'll be our nice. And, and then everybody's going to have some kind of chance. Yeah, no doubt. But I I like it because you don't know. Literally, you do not know from Saturday to Saturday what's going to happen in this league right now.
4: It's I mean, no, after last Saturday you don't.
3: <laughs> it's just it's, go look at your standings. You got a bunch of 1 and 1s, few cup 2 and 0s, 1 1 and 0. I mean, you got some 0 and 2s and those 0 and 2s are a little surprising. At least I thought they were. Uh, Baylor quarterback Blake Shapin did throw for a career-high 345 yards, but it wasn't enough as the Bears, they got behind early and they just chased and chased and chased, got close a couple of times, but could never get over the hump. 36-25, Cowboys win it here in Waco. Oklahoma State has now won two of the last three meetings. And uh, after the game, uh, Ricky Thompson from the Baylor broadcast team uh, caught up with Coach Dave Renn. And the first thing that uh, they talked about was uh, just basically the evaluation of the game.
13: I was proud of the team for their second half. Um, energy and adjustments and... Um, an effort, you know. Um, way disappointed with how we started the game and just our our approach to all of it. I think there's a lot to be desired there. But you know, we I credit to Oklahoma State. I think you know, offensively, um, quarterback really played well. Defensively, their front is hard to block, and then I think special teams. Um, we did not We did not play well in that department, really, in any phase. And so, credit to them.
3: That's interesting. Very interesting to me. Uh, just to give you a, a little background, what, what, what Coach Aranda does, and what a lot of them do, is he first talks to the radio broadcast, which is what you just heard, and then later he comes in and meets with the rest of the media. And that's where I was. Uh, after the game and, and, and he talked about the lack of energy in the first half from his football team, which to me is surprising. How about to you, Ward? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, look, I,
4: hey, I, I get why they do it and, 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 and the reasoning for it, but I mean, you know, each coach has his own way of doing things, right? Sure. So, I mean. However, however, he wants to go about it is he's just spinning the just.
3: <laughs> well, I would tell you this the my my one thing, and I and I love it because it, I think it's in he makes it inclusive. Mm-hmm. Is he's paint, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, he's honest. Well, and that's that's all you can ask. Yeah, he is painfully honest at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I. He, the one thing you're not going to get from Dave Aranda, you're not going to get him walking to the podium and give you a bunch of coach speak. He just doesn't do it. I mean, he tells you, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. He is, and to me, that makes the media and the fans and everybody involved, whether you have a small stake in it or a huge stake in it, he makes everybody, It's you're inclusive. It's it's an inclusive situation. He, because he includes everybody with how he addresses the the media and, and gets information out there. And you know, he didn't have to tell us that. No. He, he he could have shared that with the team and nobody else. He also talked about with Ricky uh Oklahoma State's performance, but he also talked about how they prepare and, and prepared for the game
13: i think it takes four quarters you know and so um we played some inspired football for two of the four and then i think you know when we are practicing in the heat and uh it's a tuesday and everyone's sore and everyone's tired and everyone's uh kind of pushing through i think that attitude that um of I want this thing to be over or when is it going to be over. I mean, we're training bad habits there. And that thing, those those carry over to this thing that we just went through. And so, you know, everything um, is training for something. And so we can improve with four quarters of football and we can improve with our practice habits.
3: Get, get better, do the right things during the week, and then maybe the results are better on Saturday. Wasn't that the message we just heard?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he sent a message,
3: that that wasn't for the media. It was, I, I obviously it's for the team. But again, that conversation could have been behind those closed doors, but it I, wasn't. I know,
4: I know. But getting it out there mm-hmm. is a shot across the bow. That wasn't just to share
3: with you. <laughs> you don't think it was just? No, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I thought it was just. Us Girls talking, and <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that was that was a direct message. Open day to uh, this week, uh, then then a Thursday night game. Yuck! But you know what's on the schedule? Mm-hmm. Poor West Virginia. They got three of them.
4: This is going to be interesting to see how they handle the open week too. Yeah, because you know, coming off a disappointing performance, sometimes you would like to. Get back on the field as soon as possible. Which, you know, if this Thursday night game was this week, might be the best thing that, you know, the Bears could have. Because you can really dial in focused as of yesterday in your film work and weight room and, you, you know, your conditioning and then get back on the practice field today and you have a couple of days to get ready for West Virginia.
3: Now you got a week and – is there some downtime in there? Do you build some downtime because you got ten or eleven days to get yeah, ready for this thing?
4: I would think that they're going to try to get some. You know, they're going, they're going to go back to basics for one. That's what you do on open week. You know, let's let's go back to blocking and tackling and and do do the do the things that we have neglected and not been able to do since we started camp. So they'll go back to a little bit of that. Uh, they they will dial it down early this week, I would think. Now I'm not I'm not there, so I don't know. But it just speculation on my part, you know. Dial back the time a little bit. Let them get their legs under them a well, little one bit. one thing
3: he talked about was self scout.
4: Yeah, they're going to do a little and, internal and self scout. Co- Coaching is going to sit in the film room and spend a lot of time breaking their own film down and and practice and game. Figure out what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh. And so you can you know negate some of your own tendencies that are glaringly obvious and so you know it's a it's a it's a good thing and it's a bad thing sometimes um but i i think for for them this may be exactly what the doctor ordered
3: all right so uh w- w- in just a couple of minutes we're gonna talk to Jerry hill from the uh Baylor insider and uh, get his perspective on the game. A couple of thoughts here from our CNC collision center text line. I'm going to kind of loop you back to the Cowboys real quick. Leon said, and you're not paying him 40 million. We're talking about Cooper rush. Yeah. Uh, JB said, Washington's defensive front is full of uh, first round draft picks. And, uh, and you know, so, uh, and, and they're, and they're very good. So for me, it was not surprising to see the offensive line somewhat struggle. They did pass protect, uh, I thought pretty well. And uh, from the 903, it says Cooper Rush. Let me see here. Cooper Rush has been uh, better than anyone could expect. He is a good game manager and hasn't made any major mistakes to cost a game. He has set a a high bar for Dak to return to. If the Cowboys lose two or three games, when Dak comes back, the fans will be questioning whether he should be the starter or not. And that's, I agree. And that's natural. natural. Absolutely. It's natural. You always want the other guy, especially if the other guy's proved that he's going to be successful. And I mean, he has been successful. It has been more than what the Cowboys could could have expected. Uh, and you'll hear from Jerry Jones a little later on talking about that. All right, seven thirty-one. Stay with us. Jerry Hill's coming up next. This is the uh, this is the game day. This is game time. Sorry, how. Here we go. Reverting back to Saturday. This is game time. It's time for Christy Scales to come in and bring us the Cowboy Report. And it's brought to you by Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac. You can check them out at Uh RichardCarr.com
12: everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Dallas gets a division win at home over Washington 25-10. to We'll hear from the receiver who scored a touchdown in his first game action since a knee injury last January, right after this.
0: Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah Savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this Cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G, fast, reliable, secure. It's not
10: complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA.
11: What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label?
10: It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go
12: Cooper Rush is the first Cowboys quarterback to win his first four career starts thanks to yesterday's 25-10 win over Washington at AT AT&T Stadium. Rush threw touchdown passes to Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb, Brett Maher kicked four field goals, and the Dallas defense intercepted two Carson Wentz passes. For Gallup, the nine-yard touchdown catch in the second quarter came in his first game action since tearing a knee ligament last January.
3: It finally happened, you know, I've been saying it for eight months now, you know, when I come back, that's that's what you're trying to do, get in the end zone. So it finally happened for me, so now it's just keep stacking.
12: Next up for the 3 and one boys, a trip to Los Angeles to take on the Super Bowl champion Rams. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales.
2: Are you frustrated
4: with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork Loin Wednesday. A porkloin plate for just $7.69. Try their new Porky Pig Tater with Sucking up Pulled Pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
14: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I 35. On it with case construction equipment, whatever the job is. Cooper Rush is now 4-0 as the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. The Pokes beat Washington 25-10 and are now 3-1 on the season. The Houston Texans dropped a 34-24 decision to the Chargers and are still winless. Tonight in the NFL, the Rams visit the 49ers. If Aaron Judge is to set a new American League home run record, he'll have to do it in Texas. The Yankees' final four games of the season are at Globe Life Park in Arlington. His first opportunity comes tonight at 6:05, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Rangers lost their final road game of the season eight three to the angels the astros beat tampa bay three to one and won five of the six games against the rays this season
0: sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas time to talk baylor athletics with baylor university's director of sports journalism jerry hill
3: All right, 7.36, this is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we welcome into the program Jerry Hill. Jerry, good morning. Welcome to Monday. Good morning, guys. How are y'all doing? Terrific. Uh, it is uh, nice and cool outside. When I was driving to work this morning, it was 58. I'm like, hey, here we go. It's fall. It is fall finally, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, let's dive in and talk about this Baylor football uh, game and football team. Just observation from you, when when – Dave Aranda was meeting with the media after the game and he talked about the lack of energy in the first half, but you know, the the energy was there in the second half w- when he talked about the lack of energy, did that surprise you a little bit?
1: It did. Um, I, I think you could tell it a little bit. Um, I, I didn't sense that much of a lack of energy, but I mean, you know, you look up and it's 16 three and you've played, you've played okay. You've had a couple of decent drives and, um, but yeah, it did surprise me that he said that and uh but you know, if that's the case, that's um I I think it's on players and coaches, honestly. That mm-hmm. that that can't be just on the coaches, can't be just on the players. So um yeah, I, I I was surprised. I mean you're you're facing a top ten team. Um, you haven't lost at home, you know, since twenty twenty when Oklahoma State came in here and killed you. So I thought there would be plenty of motivation for that game and I think there was just it just wasn't, you know, for whatever reason it wasn't there in the first half.
4: Blake Shapen, three hundred and forty five yards, twenty eight of forty. How did you feel that he played in that game and, and is he starting to is he starting to come of his own and, and really take over this team?
1: Yeah, Ward, I thought uh man, a couple of those throws. Uh, you know, were unbelievable. I think the, you know, the 49 yarder to Monterey Baldwin is one I remember in particular that just, you know, he had to put it right where it was and he did. Um, I I thought he played a great game. Um, You know, he had the two picks, one wasn't on him. And then, you know, the other one was, uh, you know, he's trying to get the ball downfield real quick and he, you know, kind of forced it in there. But uh, otherwise I thought he played an unbelievable game. Uh, You know, yeah, I think he is, Kind of taken over the team, um you know. If you hadn't been behind, I think you'd have been able to, you know, run the ball a little more. I don't know that you necessarily want him to throw it forty times in a game, but uh you know, he he did an unbelievable
13: job.
3: And we were talking about it, and maybe you you agree, maybe you don't. uh We were talking about it earlier this morning. You know, this was two really good football teams, mm-hmm. and I honestly believe it came down to, to special teams that Baylor they were not very good at all in the special right. team department, and, and they weren't. You know, one of the things that was talked about is, you know, the the calling of the pitch in the end zone that resulted in safety, and I said, hey, go back one play before that, catch the punt in the air, and you're not on the one you are line.
1: Yeah, and I think there were a couple of those, and then obviously the kick return. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I thought when, uh, you know, when – when Oklahoma state came out and returned that opening kick for a, a touchdown, I thought the game was pretty much over, you know, you're down 20. I, I know it's only one play into the second half, but again, you hadn't shown a whole lot in the first half. So, um, you know, they did respond, but yeah, that one, a 50 yard return. And then a couple of the punts um, that you let bounce, you know, inside the 10. So uh, yeah, those can't happen. And then, and, and Miranda, he mentioned that after the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when the play was brought up, about the safety, he said, "Well, let's go one play back and and he's right. I mean, Gavin Holmes has to make that catch. Um, you know, or whoever's back there has to make that catch. You can't give up those yards he He described it as hidden yards, and you know some of them aren't hidden. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was it special teams was not good. um I think that was I think you're right. I think that was the difference in the game. You look at the offensive stats, you look at pretty much everything. You know, and, and Baylor certainly played right there with him. I, you know, and, and had a chance in the fourth quarter regardless. But I, I think if if you change a couple of those things on special special teams, Baylor Baylor wins the game. I, I believe.
4: It is Reese starting to take over as running back? Do you think he's the the go to guy now? Is he got that skill set that the coach Aranda is looking for?
1: Yeah, obviously a couple of the plays, you know, the safety, which I, again, I don't put it on him. Uh, I put it on, you know, the offensive line, not doing their job, you know, maybe, maybe the play call, whatever, but I, you know, I don't put that one on him. The the one down there though, where they didn't make it in on the red zone, where they had a fourth and one, I do put that a little bit on him. There was a missed block on that play, but if he just turns it up, you know, I, I think he Gets the yard for sure and might score. So, um, you know, I think he maybe thought he was, you know, maybe didn't think that linebacker was that fast because that guy just like shot out of a can and Mm -hmm. made that play. When I when I saw that play develop, I thought he's going to score, and then that linebacker just came out of nowhere. But I think if he had just kind of planted his foot and turned up because he he's got to know that's all he's got to do. He's got to make that one yard. And I think in that situation, but yes, I think overall. He, you know, he's done his job. I mean, I think he's had, you know, this is, I think the BYU game was really the only game where he didn't get a lot of carries. Every time he's gotten his share of carries, he's done the job. So I think he's kind of the, he's won that job. Um, you know, I think Squirrel Williams probably needs to get more than two carries. I don't know if he got hurt or what, but he, he just wasn't in there a lot. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, Richard Reese, you know, at least until Tay McWilliams comes back, I think Richard Reese is your guy.
3: It, and Ironically, and, and I don't make anything of it, but I just, I found it funny, not funny. haha, but funny, ironic. Okay. Uh, the start went to, to Squirrel. The second right. running back in was Qualen. The third running back in was Richard Reese. <laughs> it, was, it was a l- little interesting how how that – because when the game started, I went, hang yeah. on a second. What what are we doing yeah. here? I, I want to know what's going on.
1: He, he hasn't made a start yet, Yeah, um, which is funny. I mean, you know – Is like, it because
3: he's
9: a freshman?
1: Uh, maybe. He's led the <laughs> team in rushing four out of five <laughs> games now. He has 400 yards. Yeah. For a freshman through five games, that's 400 yards and seven touchdowns. That's pretty dang good. Um, so you would think he's earned a start, but, uh, yeah, through five games, they have not started him. Uh, you know, maybe he's out there first play this, uh, you know, in the next game, but yeah, so far he hadn't started. I think he's earned it.
3: Hey, let's talk about one of the other things that uh, coach Aranda mentioned. Uh, he, 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 they, they, they kind of go together. He, he talked about practice habits and how guys may be looking to get off the practice field on Tuesday or Wednesday, which sometimes I think is kind of natural. Uh, right. and he also talked about. This team still is is trying to find who they are in all three phases, and 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 I found that interesting.
5: Yeah,
1: I think uh, some of that is youth. I mean, you've got some, you've got a lot of young guys in some positions, but yeah, you would think this deep into into it. I know it's only five games, only two games in the conference, but you should have your identity by now. And and uh, you know, for whatever reason, they don't they don't have it, I guess, yet. But I, I think it's coming. Um, you know, I. It was funny, and, and I felt the same way after the BYU, BYU game. A lot of people were panicking. A lot of people were freaking out mm-hmm. um, that Baylor lost on the road in double overtime to a top-20 team. I felt the same way a little bit about this game. Like people were, you know, jumping off the ship and stuff, and they lost to a top-10 team, now seventh-ranked in the, in the nation. And you had a chance in the fourth quarter, regardless of how you played. I mean, you made some mistakes and all that but they were right in the game in the fourth quarter. One score,
3: one score, Jerry and,
1: and associated press, um, you know, dropped them out of the poll completely. Mm -hmm. So I use, I usually, uh, obviously being from that background, I usually favor the AP, the writers poll, but, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I just didn't think that was fair, I guess, uh, from 16 to out of the poll. So, um, still in the coaches poll at 22. Um, I think this is a good team. Um, you know, and I, I looked, I looked at Bryce's column like they won't be in the Big 12 championship game. Maybe he wrote it to motivate them. I don't know. But like, how can you look at that game and say they're definitely not going to be in the Big 12 championship game? Because they lost Oklahoma State last year, if I remember that right, and they got to the championship game. So I think, I think everything is still in play.
4: Did the open week come at a good time for this team?
1: I, I don't think you ever like to go into an open week with a loss. Um, maybe they need it in terms of just healing up and and you know maybe kind of going back to the drawing board a little bit, but I don't think you want to go into a bye week with a loss now i I think part of it too though is you you need that time you didn't want to go Saturday to Thursday, and I think that's the, that's why it's set up this way because West Virginia has the has the week off as well. so I think in that sense it's good, but uh, otherwise you know I, I don't think you want to take a break right now.
3: Final thought for you, uh, just across just across the landscape of the league. What, what a crazy day! And in oh uh, yeah. what we talked about, it may it may hurt this league as far as the the final four. But man, right. through the course of the entire season, if we're going to get these kind of games every Saturday, we yeah. it, 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 from from our chair. What a great yeah. what a great thing to have happen!
1: It's unbelievable. I actually sent a text to my brother i think maybe that night or no it was the next day cuz it was when the rankings came out i said think about this TCU Kansas and Kansas State are ranked this was in the ap poll Texas Oklahoma Texas A&M Notre Dame Florida Florida State are not ranked um go figure that one out and and just like you said the league really looks in a lot of ways upside down i haven't gone back and looked at the preseason poll. I know Kansas was last Mm -hmm. was down there. K-State, I don't think was in the top half. No, they
3: they were in the middle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they were right there. I mean, so you're talking about, you know, three teams that were not, not considered contenders and they're the ones leading the league right now. Now, again, I think it's so early. I mean, some of those teams have played one game, one conference game. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma State, TCU, they've played one conference game. So I, again, I think it's, I think there's a lot in play still. Um, you know, when I said everything in play, you know, for Baylor, I don't think the college football playoff is in play, but I think everything else is. They can get to the Big 12 championship game. They can get to a New Year's Six Bowl. So I think that's kind of the neat thing. But, yeah, I, I think it's good for this league that some of those teams have popped up. When You know, in years past, I think pretty much every year past, you would have at least one or two teams that just weren't very good. Right, And for a long time, it was Baylor. You know, Baylor was that team. But look at this league this year. I mean, who is that team? Um, you know, you might say West Virginia. But, you know, they – I think they went on the road and beat Virginia, Virginia Tech.
3: Virginia Tech, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I, I don't know that there is an easy out in this league. So I think that is a good thing, Tommy. But I think that's what's going to happen is everybody's going to beat everybody. And I think you could see a deal where – A a team with, and I'm saying, three conference losses could get in the championship
3: game. We just talked about that. It's very much in play that that could happen.
1: I mean, like everybody's everybody's writing off Oklahoma because they have two losses. Now they looked really bad Saturday, but they, I, I think maybe it was in 20 or some year where they started out with two conference losses and got to the championship game and won it. So. Don't count out anybody right now. I think every everybody and everything's in play.
3: The funny part is when you ask who's the the the, the bad team in the league, I think it right. changes week to week. Right. <laughs> you pick somebody right. new exactly. every week. Yeah, yeah. So, hey Jerry, uh, what do you got coming up in the Insider? I'm just going to take the week off. I don't know why you
1: don't. <laughs> no, we got a we got another full week uh, uh, volleyball and soccer are both and soccer. This is a big week for soccer because they play Kansas and Kansas State, and they have a, you know, Baylor has a streak here of, of, of at least making it to the Big 12 tournament, and I think that's kind of on the line this week. They've struggled out of the gate, particularly in conference play, and they've got a, ch- a couple of chances to get some wins there. Volleyball bounce back with a nice uh, five-set win at, at uh, Kansas, and and they'll be at home this week as well. So be a fun time and. And I, I will enjoy a little bit of downtime and then uh, get ready to go to Morgantown uh, the following Thursday.
3: Hey, if you'd like, you can come hang out with us on Friday night. I know that, you know, missing a football game, uh, you <laughs> we, can, we can find you one to cover. Let me check with my wife. On <laughs> that, okay? I know what the answer will be. Yeah, I think I do, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jerry, thanks. We appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. See you later. That's Jerry Hill from the Bigler Bear Insider, Director of Sports Journalism. It is uh, 7.50. We're running late here. We're going to get a break, and we're coming right back with uh, John Morris and today's Sports Beat program. Recently on the John Moore Show.
0: Stoke
2: Field headed into the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame. get asked why it was the best team you played on. They, they, everybody thinks it was the 80 season because we won the Southwest Conference or the 79 because we won
1: the Peach Bowl and beat a good Clemson team that would win the national championship a year or two later. But it really,
0: you got to go back to the 78 team, which in my opinion was better talented than the 79 and 80. Tune into the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas.
7: Dust off your boots, Waco, and come to the 70th annual Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo presented by HEB at the Extra Co. Events Center. The fair fun begins October 6th through the 16th, and this year's one hot rodeo presented by AIP Energy will have more nights of rodeo than we've ever seen. From professional bull riding, calf roping, barrel racing, mutton-busting buckaroos, and much more. Gear up for one of the rowdiest rodeos in town. Get your tickets at hotfair.com
6: today. We'll see you there. Hello, Central Texas sports fans. Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show here at ESPN Central Texas. Do you suffer from occasional lower back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain? I know I do. I had neck pain after breaking my neck in a cycling accident. What did I turn to? RX300 topical pain cream. Uh, They have an unbelievable offer right now. Buy one, get one free. Go to the website, reliefandrecovery.com. Enter the offer code GAMETIME. That's reliefandrecovery.com. Enter GAMETIME. Rx300 Topical Pain Cream was developed by double board certified and fellowship trained pain management physicians. Trusted by both medical professionals, athletic trainers, also good for riders relief, character gym, or travel bag. Simply rub the cream on, affected areas as needed. Limited time offer. Go to the website, reliefandrecovery.com, enter the offer code GAMETIME for your buy one, get one free tube of Rx300 Topical Pain Cream
0: nobody covers football in central texas like espn central texas
12: empower your financial future with first central credit union game plans are packed with benefits like free checking that pays you back the ability to make deposits and much more 24 7 at our atms local loan
9: decisions easy online applications great rates and flexible terms instant issue debit cards with remote control features and a free new member T-shirt. Join the
12: team today at FirstCentralCU.com. Everything we do, we do for you.
4: Eligibility and application requirements apply. Member NCUA.
3: Buffalo Wild Wings in Waco is the place to watch live sporting events. Check out your favorite team on over 50 TVs, and you can enjoy fan-favorite items like their boneless bar pizzas and bird dogs. They also have great appetizers, wraps, salads, traditional and boneless wings, burgers, and more. Buffalo Wild Wings in Waco, located off West Loop 340 in the Central Texas Marketplace, next to Ashley's Furniture. Open until 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. Fridays and Saturdays. Buffalo Wild Wings in Waco.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
14: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I 35. On it with case construction equipment, whatever the job is. Cooper Rush is now 4-0 as the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. The Pokes beat Washington 25-10 and are now 3-1 on the season. The Houston Texans dropped a 34-24 decision to the Chargers and are still winless. Tonight in the NFL, the Rams visit the 49ers. If Aaron Judge is to set a new American League home run record, he'll have to do it in Texas. The Yankees' final four games of the season are at Globe Life Park in Arlington. His first opportunity comes tonight at 6:05, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Rangers lost their final road game of the season, 8-3 to the Angels. The Astros beat Tampa Bay 3-1 and won five of the six games against the Rays this
0: season. Sports Center, every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports. ESPN Central Texas.
3: All right, seven fifty-four. This is game time. Let's uh, let's go through our high school picks here this uh, this week. Or again, now he's writing in ink. He's got a sharpie. Yeah, but on m- Friday
4: night during the scoreboard show, he is. Yeah,
3: make no mistake about it. This uh, well, I'm telling you, Ryan here just pencil whipped the heck out of his score sheet.
5: Go ahead, Ryan, share with us. Okay, so after last week, I finished nine and one. You two finished six and four, and Aaron finished eight and two. So
3: you're gonna say, okay. say we're coercing again. Ryan and Aaron combined to go seventeen and three.
5: Yeah, Are and, you kidding me and,
4: already? You know, that's what happens when you fill it out during the scoreboard today. Yeah. All
5: right. Nine and one. So the results from last week, the first game was Waco Hyde Ellison, and Ellison took that one. Flugerville Weissett Temple, the Wildcats won that one, and then La Vega got a big win on the road at Yoakum. Belton got another district win at Elgin. Lorena took care of business against Little River Academy on the road. Harker Heights took care of Midway at home. Troy won in comeback fashion at McGregor as well. And then uh, Marlin won big over Moody to improve to 2-0 in district. Rosebud Lot got a big win at home against Riesel. And then Midlothian kept it on rolling with a win against Colleen High. All right, so what do the standings look like overall? So Ward's in last at 35 and 25. You, uh, Tom, and Aaron are tied for second at 38 and 22, and I'm in first at 41 and 19.
3: Yeah, right. Sure you are. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Seven fifty-six. That's our high school picks. We'll talk more high school football as the week goes along as we get you ready for another. Enough- Ward, we're moving into week six. I can't believe it. It's just silly. Just silly that we're this far along. All right, uh, so we'll do that as the week uh, progresses. Uh, Wait all year long for it to get here, and
4: it just zips by.
3: You look up and go, hang on a second, slow down, (laughs) pump the brake. But uh, there you go. 756, John Morris, the voice of the Bears with today's Baylor Sports Beat program.
12: This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
2: Our funniest time funniest coverage check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday, Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including equestrian, volleyball, soccer, and Baylor football. It's all straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
0: Looking for an SUV designed for every adventure? We've got exactly what you need at allen Samuels and Waco. Stop in today to get your new 2022 Wagoneer. Stay big on Series Two and Three, and get the low APR of 2.9% for 72 months. Plus, you receive $3,500 Conquest bonus cash.
3: Plus, first
0: responders receive an extra $500 off. Drive away in the original American premium
3: SUV from Alan Samuels and Waco. Come by, let's be friends.
12: Keep up with Baylor Soccer all season on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Baylor F-U-T-B-O-L.
13: This is Lauren Harrison with Baylor Volleyball and this is my story. There was a time last season when I felt so much doubt, but then I came to my senses and realized this is not who I am. I am not the player who just hopes I can score a point. I am the player who plays with confidence, swagger, and joy. Playing against Florida was the turning point for me. I felt like I was finally playing like myself again. My name is Lauren Harrison, and this is my Champions Tribune.
2: Read more Champions Tribune at BaylorBears.com.
12: Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris.
2: And welcome back. Baylor football dropped a 36 25 decision to Oklahoma State Saturday at McLean Stadium, snapping a nine game winning streak at home for the Bears that dated back to the final game of the 2020 season. With the loss, the Bears now three and two on the season. They're one and one in Big 12 conference play. Following the game, head coach Dave Miranda. It's
13: proud of the team for their second half. Um, energy and adjustments and um, an effort um, way disappointed with how we started the game and just our our approach to all of it I think there's a lot to be desired there, but you know we, I credit to Oklahoma State I think you know offensively um, quarterback really play well defensively their front is hard to block, and then I think special teams. Um, we did, not, we did not play well in that department, really, in any phase. And so, credit to them.
2: Coach Dave Aranda following Saturday's loss to Oklahoma State. Now an open date this Saturday for the Bears. They're back in action Thursday, October 13th in Morgantown against West Virginia. Also from the weekend, Baylor Equestrian dropped two close meets on the road, 11-8 to South Carolina and 10-8 at Georgia. Baylor soccer dropped a 1-0 decision on the road at Texas on Friday night. Volleyball bounced back from a loss at Iowa State with a 3-2 win at Kansas on Saturday. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow, I'm John Morris.
11: A story of first downs and second chances. Meet former pro football player Michael Robinson.
2: I wanted to keep playing, but my feet hurt.
11: And all those big league experts couldn't help?
2: You have access to anything, but none of it worked.
11: Finally, he got fitted with Goodfeet arch supports.
2: Let me tell you something,
11: they work. Now, he recommends Goodfeet to...
2: Anybody. If you move, go to the Goodfeet store.
11: Sign up for your free fitting at goodfeet.com.
4: Stop by Goodfeet Waco, located at the Central Texas Marketplace, across from Lazy Boy.
3: Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boy's Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boy's Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start. You need a tire chain you locked yourself out of your vehicle or you're stuck in the mud. Remember big boys record service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small. They do it all in business since 1983 big boys record service. Call 254-662-3031 and remember, slow down or move over
0: from the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram studios. This is KRZI Waco K222 DC Waco K265 DV temple ESPN, central Texas.
3: All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, and Ward, I was, we were just kind of going through and looking at some of the scores in the Big 12. We mentioned uh, Oklahoma State, of course, uh, winning over Baylor, 36-25. Uh, West Virginia loses to Texas in Austin Saturday night, 38-20. to 20. Uh TCU wallops, Oklahoma 55 to 24. Kansas State is a winner over Texas Tech 37 to 26. Did that surprise you much? No. I I I thought that they
4: may have a chance, but being in Manhattan, that, that's a tough place to play.
3: Yeah, I said 37-26, 37-28. And then of course Kansas over Iowa State, 14 to 11 they They're dancing in the Sunflower State, aren't they? Mm-hmm. In Kansas? You know, like, hey, football, basketball, what? It's football, baby. Easy, all right. you have to break. <laughs> let's let's welcome into the program from the uh, podcast, Locked On Horn Frogs. We welcome in Stephen Simcock. Stephen, you uh, you had that, you had fifty five, twenty four all the way, didn't you?
9: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely predicted that. Um, no, just a crazy turn of events, and actually, before the the game on Saturday, I said on Friday's show. Um, I was like, you know, TCU going into this game, they're one and eleven against Oklahoma since joining the Big 12, and lately the games haven't been close. And so I, I was saying to one of my my uh, guests, I said, listen, like I think if TCU is just competitive in the football game and plays within a couple scores of Oklahoma, that's a step forward for this program. Like that's a good sign under Sonny Dykes in year one because this has been the one team in the conference that they just haven't been able to run with. And well, they did a little bit better than that. Uh, my goodness, like they just kept scoring on OU, and uh, obviously Oklahoma's defense has a lot of issues, but still impressive to put up almost 60 points. They had 668 yards. I mean, they, they scored 59 points against Tarleton a few weeks ago, and they scored 55 against Oklahoma. I just – I had no way of predicting that they would have an explosion like that.
4: TCU had four touchdowns of at least 62 yards, explosive plays for the Frogs. It's been a while since you've seen them have that many explosive plays – or really, uh, you know, more than a couple in in a couple of weeks.
9: Yeah, you're right, Ward. I mean, that's not what they've been known for. Um, And it was, I mean, a little bit everybody. Like Tay Barber had a 73-yard touchdown catch. Gunner Henderson had a 62-yard touchdown catch. Max Duggan and Kendra Miller had uh, rushing touchdowns of over 60-plus yards. And, again, I I don't really know what's going on with with OU. Brett Venables is a defensive coach. Not sure if they're just not picking up a scheme yet because a lot of those plays, It just looked like blown assignments. I mean, it wasn't even necessarily great execution by TCU. I mean, they took advantage of the opportunities they had, but there was nobody within five or ten yards of those wide receivers. Um, And both those rushing touchdowns, I mean, the guys were virtually in touch. So uh, it's a good sign. The offense has been consistently good all year long. That's kind of what Sonny Dykes does. That's what he's known for. And so um, he's brought that to the table, which is – which is great, and, and Garrett Riley, the offensive coordinator there, which is so, sort of a funny subplot to that game, is obviously uh, OU fans don't like Lincoln very much, and his younger brother uh, kind of have his way with their defense on Saturday. But um, they're explosive. They're making things happen. They're spreading the ball around. You know, kind of everybody's getting involved. So all of that is, is a big positive for this team, and um, I'm amazed at how quickly they've turned things around. Because as you said, like the last few years they've been – it's been—they've had to kind of move heaven and earth just to get first downs and and be uh, somewhat capable on offense. And now they look like a totally different team.
3: Three hundred and eighty yards of offense with ten minutes and twenty seconds to go in the second quarter—that's ridiculous. Uh, is it the players picking up the system? Is it the coaching staff adjusting the system to the players? I mean, w- why is this thing going so well so fast?
9: Well, I think the guys have picked up the system quickly. Um, I do feel like they've they've moved more to some air raid concepts, which has been beneficial for for some of these players. But, you know, I mean, honestly also, they they ran for over 300 yards on Saturday, so it's not like they're just abandoning the run game. Um, They have talent on offense. I mean, I feel like going into the year, you saw the playmakers and this this is my take on the last couple seasons offensively. I think Doug Meacham was calling plays and Doug Meacham is, you know, from that Mike Leach kind of tree and he's an air raid guy and he wants to throw the ball all over the place. And I mean, just to be fair, like I don't think Gary Patterson likes that type of offense. And so he brought in Jerry kill. who's was a big 10 guy and was a head coach at Minnesota and has been at some other stops. And he brought in Jerry kill and he sort of, you know, had him as as a consultant, but his, his title was like head coach of the offense. And so you have two different, philosophies, right? Like you have a, a Midwest big 10 play caller who is um, sort of a consultant and he's, he wants to run the football and he wants to do all these things. And then you have Doug Meacham, who is, uh, you know, not of that same mind. And I just feel like it caused a really big identity crisis for the offense themselves. But now, I mean, you have Sunny Dykes coming in and obviously his offensive staff is on board with what he's trying to do. So I think there's just more continuity. The offensive line is better. Um, and they've added a lot of transfers in the off season too. Like they got Jared Wiley, who's a temple product from Texas. He's playing tight end. He's playing well. You know, they added Alan Ali, uh, from SMU on, at center on the offensive line. And because of that, they've been able to shuffle some guys around and stabilize things. Amani Bailey is a good running back who's come over. So, um, I think it's an upgrading talent and then kind of just using the talent that they have there currently, uh, in a better way and, and with more, uh, continuity and that's been some of the big differences this season
4: with the defense and gillespie and the scheme that they're running right now they're really flying to the football and getting the turnovers what's the difference in this defense under gillespie
9: well it's really different you know i mean the, this scheme that he's running and uh, he, he plays a lot of zone which is was never what gary patterson did he liked to play man he liked to be aggressive um and they're kind of taking the approach of Bend but don't break and, and they'll give up some yards and plays. But then, um, you know, when, when the opposing team gets in the scoring zone, they, they try to bow up and force field goals and they have been able to force some turnovers, as you said, but yeah, I think it's simpler. I mean, I think the, the play calling itself and the jobs that he's asking these guys to do, um, is not as complex as what they were doing in the four two five the last couple of seasons. So I feel like guys are not thinking as much and they're just kind of playing, um, and, you know, the, the defensive line was one of my big questions coming into the year, and they haven't been amazing, but they've held up pretty well. Dominic Williams, the true freshman at no tackle, has played uh, better than I expected. And then, you know, their edge guys like George Ellis and, and Dylan Horton have been able to get to the quarterback from time to time. So uh, that's been helpful. And then, honestly, they've played with the lead a lot. Like, they've been able to get off the fast starts and, you know, um, go up by two or three scores. And so teams are having to throw the football. They're in – more predictable situations. And I mean, you guys know when a defense can sort of pin their ears back and start coming up the field because they know uh, an offense has to throw the football to get back in the game and playing defense becomes a lot easier.
3: Steven, what do you make of the, of the league itself? Uh, teams that you are traditionally at the top or at the bottom teams that are traditionally at the, the bottom or at the top. What do you make of this conference right now?
9: Yeah, I have no idea, Tom. I mean, I, I really don't. Uh, I think, I think Oklahoma State is. If I had to pick, I'd say I think Oklahoma State's the best team in the conference right now. Um, I feel like Kansas State is also really good. I don't know what happened to them against Tulane. Maybe it was just a one-week aberration, and we can just totally forget about that game. Um, but I know they play great defense, and Adrian Martinez has kind of found something uh, alongside Deuce Vaughn running the football. Um, at Oklahoma, I, I assume they're going to get better. I mean, if they if they keep playing like this then I think the Brett Venables 10 year will only be one year. Um, I, I know Texas has a lot of talent, and they're trying to get healthier. But, yeah, if, if I had to pick, I'd say Oklahoma State and Kansas State. And then, you know, this game this weekend, which I never would have predicted this, but Kansas and TCU are both unbeaten. They're playing with a lot of confidence. And, um, you know, whoever wins this, and in, in TCU's case it would be 5-0, in Kansas' case they'd be 6-0, um, I think that could be a big springboard and, and could launch that team into maybe – being a contender here. I don't know. if I, I, I can pick either of them to win it, but um, I think they could be in the mix if they could find a way to win this weekend because, you know, the, the tougher part of the schedule for both those teams will start, but TCU already stole one against OU, which they didn't expect to do. I mean, Kansas has to feel like they're playing with house money the way the season has started. So, um, yeah, I think if I, if I had to pick a favorite, I'd probably go Oklahoma State, but, I mean, they have some flaws too. You know, Spencer Sanders is, is inconsistent at times. That defense is still good. I don't think it's as good as it was under Jim Dole last season. But, yeah, it's uh, it, it really is anybody's league. Like, it feels like if, if somebody's going to sneak up and steal a title, this is the year to do it because nobody seems to be just head and shoulders better than everyone else.
4: Steven, is there something to be said about the way that this team is playing under Sonny Dykes? Because he has had teams that it, it's pretty obvious that they play loose. And I think for the Frogs, they're playing loose on both sides of the ball. It, that's that's got to be a good thing because this team just read, reacts, and attacks, and you don't have to worry about them getting too uptight at any time. They're just having fun playing football.
9: Yeah, he's a player's coach. I mean, I think, you know, coaches' personalities, it really kind of comes down to whether you're winning or not. Like, if you win games, then there's there's different ways to do it. And obviously, like, Gary Patterson for a long time was – a hard-nosed disciplinarian who really coached these guys hard and got after them constantly, and that worked. I think eventually, um, for whatever reason, I, I mean, I don't know exactly why, but the team started to tune him out, and uh, they went, they started losing games, and the morale there got pretty low. And so Coach Dykes coming in and being, you know, more player-friendly, allowing these guys to express themselves some more, having, uh, you know, obviously there's discipline there, but there's a little more restriction. As, there's less restrictions as far as, some things that maybe ultimately don't matter, like what kind of music they listen to and, um, you know, how they dress before games and those kind of things. And I I imagine that's probably a breath of fresh air for this team. You know, like, I don't know if it's the right way or wrong way to coach, but I just think it's different than what they're used to. And so they're probably enjoying some of the freedom they have right now. And obviously when you're winning games, um, everybody feels good. So I I think all that is positive and they've responded to it. We'll see how, the year progresses the one thing about sunny you know he kind of got the nickname at smu of september sunny because his teams would always get off the hot starts and then as the year would start to build and they got into you know november and they'd play sort of the tougher parts of their schedule the more physical teams in the american conference like cincinnati and houston um they would start to dip so that's something to watch as well uh, I, I don't know how it's going to play out but right now it's great and everybody's loving it and you know he already had a lot of goodwill because he was a new guy and he was just doing a lot of new things and he started, he started four and oh. So everybody loves him right now and he can't really do anything wrong.
3: Stephen, what are you working on for the, uh, for the podcast?
9: Yeah, we're previewing this week against KU college game day in town uh, in Lawrence. That is so we'll have plenty of coverage of that. i um, got an episode up today, just sort of recapping that Oklahoma game and, and then we'll turn the page, but it's a time horn frog. You can sp- subscribe on YouTube. Also wherever you get your podcast or you want to listen to it in the traditional audio form. And thanks for having me on the show, guys. Good to talk to you.
3: Hey, talk to you soon. Thanks. That's uh Stephen Timcox. Uh, uh it, it's the league is crazy right now, Ward. I mean, it is absolutely bonkers. And again, you know, uh if you're not gonna have somebody in that hunt for for the final four, then this 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 is good. I mean, this this makes for interesting conversation. And again, uh, who would have ever thought that we would be looking at uh, Kansas and TCU as the game in the Big Twelve? And it's not the Red River matchup because I, I forget what they call it this week. Uh, is it rivalry? Mm-hmm. Can't call it a shootout anymore, can we? That'd be politically incorrect. I think. Yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah. So anyway, who uh, Oklahoma at three and two, Texas at three and two. How about that one? so that's that's your that's your red river red river matchup and then game day said you know what thanks but uh we're we're going to lawrence kansas and we're going to be there for tcu and ku so that's good stuff all right uh this is game day live no it's not it's game time that's twice (laughs) i've done that game day live was saturday game time is monday but anyway, this is game time, and we're presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business, and we're brought to you in part by Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, eighteen ten Herring serving the best burger in town. Man, it is a great burger, and again, they they do it with a, a secret seasoning that they refuse to tell anybody what it is. They uh, they also uh, they also don't cook your food. Until you place the order for your food, so it's always fresh. The uh, the the all the condiments are fresh. I mean, all the ingredients are fresh. Everything is is right there. And you know how I know? I don't have to ask. I watch. I sit at the bar. Uh, you know, in in one of the. Stools there. I think there's about ten or twelve stools that line up on the barn. You can sit there and watch them prepare your food. The you know the lettuce, the tomatoes, the pickles, the onions. The you know whether they grill them or or whatever. It doesn't matter. It, all the ingredients are fresh. It's a great burger with a great conversation. I promise you, they will have a conversation going on today at lunchtime. And it will be, it's either going to be Big 12 football or or Cowboy football or both. I mean, they'll have it going on at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. They're at 1810 Herring. Hey, maybe you want to get it, maybe you're running a little late and you want to get a head start and you want to have it, uh, you want to have them uh, go ahead and and, uh, have it, and and you're going to go through the drive through or whatever. Here's the phone number for Double R. It's 753 1603. That's 753 1603. It's Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers the Baylor Coaches
6: Show this Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. here on ESPN Central
2: Texas. Join us on Wednesday here on ESPN Central Texas and hear from new head baseball coach Mitch Thompson and equestrian head coach Casey Maxwell.
6: Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show Wednesdays at 7 this fall here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics ESPN Central Texas. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one EasyGo golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of EasyGo and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars is the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs, from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com.
3: Baylor football, cowboy
0: football, Waco football, Central Texas football, ESPN, Central Texas.
12: At Metro by T-Mobile, you can save more now that you need it the most. Get one line of unlimited 5G for just $40, period. Taxes and fees included. That's the lowest price in prepaid. Plus, choose from the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch now and save more. Only at Metro. If congested, the fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds, and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams in SD requires eligible port in. See store for details.
13: I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price.
0: Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota
6: quality, Waco
10: Values. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters lifetime installation guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lakeview Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com.
0: It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton.
3: All right, T20. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports. You'll just read that right there. You'll know that it's game time. (laughs) Your first word in sports. (laughs) Presented by Alan Savius, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Brad Fiat, your friend of the car business. Coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to visit with Chris Williams from Channel 10 and talk about this wacky, wonderful Big 12 and talk about some of the high school games uh, from over the weekend. We'll do that with Chris coming up here in just a few minutes. But right now, it is time for Stephanie from Sales to. To speak on some sports, uh, and that'd be a first, but uh, anyway, good morning, <laughs> Stephanie. How are we?
8: Good morning. Happy Monday. Do you need some more coffee? No, what? I'm
3: good. Thank you. Appreciate
8: it. So uh, Stephanie
3: was taking pictures with sheep over the weekend and texting Ward and, Ward
8: and I and calling them cows. They were cows, Ward. You saw the pics? <laughs> they were cows. It's my neighbor's cows. Yeah, I got to pet it.
3: My neighbor's cow. There's a book or something in there, isn't it? <laughs> Children's book. Yeah.
8: yeah. So a couple of weeks moo ago. Moo Moo, my neighbor's <laughs> cow. Yeah. So <laughs> Good gosh. So a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the world of yo-yo. Mm-hmm. Well, my future mother-in-law, Patty, found you a yo-yo. A Duncan. It's the world's number one yo-yo, so I want to see you yo-yo. Okay. You said you can do it. I, I want to see it. I will after the show. Okay, we're going to film it. Now. it. <laughs> well, it's not
3: open, and oh. it's, it's hermetically sealed.
8: Oh, God. That's, that's because he can't yo-yo. I can, too. Oh,
3: yeah, I got a pocket go. knife. I'll walk the dog. I got I'll a pocket knife all. here. I'll open it. All right, hang on. It's flying over.
8: Uh, okay, <laughs> while you open that, I'm going to give you a little bit of knowledge. Jimmy. All right, lay it on us. Okay, so... We know that the Dallas Cowboys, right, mm-hmm. have a lot of fans. Now,
3: hang on. Ward's turned it over three times looking at it. He's reading the directions.
4: <laughs> well, I don't want to mess it up.
8: Oh, come on. All right. Open it. Anyways. I'm trying. So, um, look at Dallas Cowboys have, do you know how many people actually watch them when they play?
3: 12, 13?
8: Maybe 14, but according to the internet, <laughs> Here, Here we go. We go. <laughs> <laughs> eight million supporters. Eight million.
4: Okay, I'm going to... Wherever you got that from... Mm-hmm. Throw it in the trash. Yeah, because there's a lot more than that.
8: You think? Worldwide? Yes. Well, they didn't say if it was worldwide or just in Texas or the United States. just <laughs> eight million. <laughs> or okay. 100 miles or more. <laughs> yeah, right. on Valley Mills Drive. Now... The loudest fans in the NFL. Who do you think it is?
4: Chiefs. It's Seattle.
8: No. we. I thought it was Seattle, too, but you got it, Ryan. It's the Chiefs, then Seattle, and then the Saints. And they're in the Superdome, right? Is that the yeah, Superdome? and it's loud in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the Packers, then the Cardinals. I didn't hmm. think they had any fans.
4: They do when the Cowboys are in town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
8: Then the Colts, then the Vikings, of course the Steelers. And number nine was the Cowboys. So the Cowboy fans aren't that loud.
4: Cowboy fans never have been a factor at AT and T Stadium.
8: No, I wonder why.
3: I'm not
4: sure they've been a factor
3: anywhere except for every <laughs> once in a while. Well, back when a
4: game is on the line, they would. But I Texas mean, Texas Stadium they they would get loud at Texas. Stadium.
3: I had a theory. They were so accustomed to winning, and what was it, 17 straight years that they made the playoffs that it was you know when they scored, it, they were expected to score, and you got the little golf clap and the golf uh, clap, and and you moved on. You you went to the stadium expecting to win the game, and you went to the stadium expecting to win. And I watched the, the game yesterday,
8: and they seemed pretty loud.
3: I mean, it's okay. It's it's not.
4: It's a different atmosphere inside AT and T than it ever was at Texas Stadium. Texas so Stadium
3: fun. They, that's,
4: exactly. that's part of the problem.
3: Yeah. That's part of the problem. Yeah.
8: Maybe they should have made a smaller stadium no, so we would Jerry, sound
3: loud. Jerry says maybe I should have made a bigger stadium. Oh so gosh. more people can run in. Oh gosh. In.
8: Well, anyways, I thought that was interesting. And then that's it. That's all I got. That's your trivia for the day. There you go. And here's your Oh look. Hang on. Tom's got the Tom, Ward's got the yo yo. Go ahead, Tom. Let me all see. All right, it. hang on. Let me let me get it. He's gonna knock himself out. No, nah. <laughs> he on. can't even get the string on his finger. Okay, here we all go. All right, you here ready? we go. All right. <laughs> You know, I just figured this out.
3: (laughs) This is a right handed yo yo. Are you left-handed? I'm left-handed. Get that oh out of gosh. here. gosh. That's a right-handed no, yo-yo.
8: You don't have right or left hands. I'm That's smart a enough to know yo-yo. that. He <laughs> <can not> yo <laughs> That's his game
0: time
3: on ESPN Central
0: Texas. Right, right, thanks, ended. Patty. <laughs> Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Wednesday at my local grocery
6: store is $5 sushi day. Aaron, are you a sushi guy?
0: negative there's an awesome invention called fire and it does a really great job of cooking things and making them taste Uh, great and killing bacteria and parasites and things that raw food may contain
6: oh it's kind of
0: fun to say those things when a guy's just told you he could soup (laughs) some sushi the matt mosley show weekdays 4 to 6 p.m on espn central texas tfnb your bank for life is the official local bank of baylor
2: athletics Find out why more Central Texas are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank
3: for life. Member FDIC. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over.
12: At Metro by T Mobile, you can save more now that you need it the most. Get one line of unlimited 5G for just $40, period. Taxes and fees included. That's the lowest price in prepaid. Plus, choose from the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch now and save more, only at Metro. If congested, the fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams in SD requires eligible port in. See store for details
0: your first word in sports game time weekdays seven to nine on espn central texas
11: a story of first downs and second chances meet former pro football player michael robinson
0: i wanted to keep playing but my feet hurt
11: and all those big league experts couldn't help
2: you have access to anything but none of it worked
11: finally he got fitted with good feet arch supports
2: let me tell you something
11: they work. Now, he recommends Goodfeet to
2: anybody.
4: If you move, go to the Goodfeet store.
11: Sign up for your free fitting at goodfeet.com.
4: Stop by Goodfeet Waco, located at the Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy.
7: Dust off your boots, Waco, and come to the 70th annual Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo presented by HEB at the Extra Co. Event Center. The fair fun begins October 6th through the 16th, and this year's one hot rodeo presented by AIP Energy will have more nights of rodeo than we've ever seen. From professional bull riding, calf roping, barrel racing, mutton-busting buckaroos, and much more. Gear up for one of the rowdiest rodeos in town. Get your tickets at hotfair.com today. We'll
0: see you there. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
14: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Cooper Rush is now 4 0 as the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. The Pokes beat Washington 25 10 and are now 3 1 on the season. The Houston Texans dropped a 34 24 decision to the Chargers and are still winless. Tonight in the NFL, the Rams visit the 49ers. Saturday's loss to Oklahoma State has dropped Baylor out of the AP Top 25. The Bears are still a part of the coaches' poll this week at number 22. If Aaron Judge is to set a new American League home run record, he'll have to do it in Texas. The Yankees' final four games of the season are at Globe Life Park in Arlington. His first opportunity comes tonight at 6.05, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Rangers lost their final road game of the season, 8-3, to the Angels. The Astros beat Tampa Bay 3-1 and won five of the six games against the Rays this season.
0: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by big boys record service and Robinson and good feet in the central Texas marketplace.
3: All right, eight thirty. 30. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN central Texas. We touched on it earlier, but the uh, Cowboys do win over Washington, 25 to 10 Ward. Uh, Philadelphia comes from behind beats Jacksonville. What, what's, uh, is the, are the Eagles still your favorite in the East right now?
4: Yes. Yeah, I think so.
3: I'm just trying to decide. I know. Here we go. I'm trying to decide if, if a team that has struggled, like they've struggled over the years can, maybe they can, maybe they are the team to beat. Uh, I know this, the Cowboys are two and oh in their division. Here we go. How many games have they played in their division? Two. Mm -hmm. What's their record? 2-0. and Mm -hmm. They've done everything that they need to do in their division. They've got one loss, and that was to Tampa Bay. Bad loss. Now you look back at it. Here come the blue snow cones. Why would you not think that this is a good football team, good enough to win the division? Didn't say that. I just think the Eagles are a better football team. Do they have better quarterback play? Mm. I think they do, actually. Probably so. Probably. Overall. We'll see. I can't wait till they play each other. Two weeks. Yeah. You got to go to L.A. and mm-hmm. take care of that deal. And then, you know, is is that the game? The 16th, I think. Is that the game that Dak is back? The Eagles? Yeah.
4: Possibly. I mean, that's what the conversation is right now. I think it depends a little bit on what happens against the Rams. Did, uh, I mean, right now you're playing with house money because of what Cooper Rush has been able to do. Sure. So the last thing you want to do is rush Dak back because, look, this is all fun and good, but it doesn't mean anything. January football is what counts. And but so, but you,
3: you can't win the division now, but you can certainly lose it. You you yeah. got to get to January where your games are I, meaningful. I, I know, but I mean
4: that's that's when they count, and that's when you got to have Dak. Don't I mean Cooper Rush is not going to take this team as far as Dak can. There's
3: not. I I don't disagree with you there. I, I he clearly has done things. I what did a guy say yesterday? Did I hear on one of the broadcasts? Uh, he's made himself a lot of money, Cooper Rush, because he somebody's going to well going mean, to want them in the fold, and you're either going to pay him or he's going to move on.
4: Yeah, I mean he's. You know, he's put himself in a position where he can, you know, be, I don't want to say like Chase Daniels, but I mean, in in that realm, I mean, Chase Daniels has made a lot of money as a backup quarterback in this league for a long time, and there's a reason for that. And now, you know, Cooper Rush goes from being, you know, in a lot of people's mind, in my mind, the 32nd backup quarterback in the league to, you know, a guy that, you know, can actually get you get you down the road a little ways.
3: Wow. And I was completely wrong about him. Grumpy old fan is grumpy this morning. The Cowboys will be 8-8-1 eight, eight and one, like always. And also they will win every game Rush plays, but they will rush Dak back and lose the first two games.
4: And I disagree <laughs> with that. They will not win every game that Rush plays. No.
3: You're you're asking a bit much, <laughs> uh, but again, as we pointed out, and you, I think you used the term "house money" a minute ago, and that's exactly right. I mean, you were hoping to. Um, I think, I think if you you would have been satisfied if you if you if you'd have made a 500 run with him at quarterback, you'd have went kudos, thanks. Yeah,
4: I mean, it, look, if you get if you've got a backup quarterback that can get you through five games and you can win two of two of those you've done. Okay. You really have. I mean, that's, that's, that's the expectation of, of a, a backup quarterback. Hey, if I have to have you worst case scenario for five games, if you can get me two of those, I'm happy. And he's already exceeded that. So yeah, that's that's a great thing for this football team
3: right now. Jerry Jones talking about rush. And Dak after yesterday's twenty-five ten win.
15: Well, I think that uh, everybody uh, should feel like I feel, and that is that uh, Rush gives us a chance. We we uh, certainly know that uh, Dak, as we look to the future, that uh, that Dak is uh, an, an ingredient to our success. That. Uh, really a must so we all understand that but we also know that uh, that just as brush has had to step in here during these three games and maybe more right now nothing says that can't happen again and that's what that's what you have with backup quarterback the first thing that happened when Dak went down that early literally uh, after the first game I thought oh have we have we sh- uh, shortchanged ourselves? Have we, have we really got this quarterback thing addressed? And um, so uh, uh, I'll tell you this: he's answered any apprehension I had about our ability to go out here and compete, and I think compete around the, uh, the league with anyone with him. But there's no doubt that it should give us confidence, because everybody knows that you can lose your quarterback uh, on the next play.
3: How about that? So Jerry Jones says, that goes down. Hmm. Have we got this quarterback thing figured out? You're asking the question after the fact.
4: Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, this took everybody by surprise. I mean, that that's they, they were talking about not even having Cooper Rush as their backup quarterback. I mean, we heard the name, hey, it's going to be Greer. I don't think he had a complete comprehension of the playbook or it might have been Greer. And where were the and Cowboys? And he had a lot of be? injuries, too. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this, you know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Remember, Troy Aikman, when when he got injured, had Steve Burline and Bonnie, mm-hmm. uh, Bernie Kozar, And people were screaming to have those guys take Troy Aikman's place. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's just, it's, it doesn't make any sense. They're a backup quarterback for a reason. And, you know, look. Can they win you some games? Good. That's what they're there for. And I didn't think Cooper Rush – I didn't think he'd win a single game.
3: And he's kept – not only has he won, he's kept it out of the ditch, Mm -hmm. kept it moving forward. You used – you know, I heard yesterday – The defense
4: has helped him. Yeah. Special teams have helped him. And Kellen Moore has not lost his mind and and tried to make things too difficult on him. And so those three factors – have worked in his favor, and he's been able to win some football games.
3: And, again, I heard it again yesterday, no matter when Dak comes back, the way they're building the game plan is how they need to continue to build the game plan because the we'll game see. plan is the way that they're saying it now, the, the, quote, talking heads, the experts, they believe that the game plan now is the way this team was constructed.
4: Well, and, and I don't disagree with them. I I've, I've said all along – You know, that Kellen Moore has tried to get too cute, and I don't like the way he calls plays, and he doesn't have any rhythm or any way of setting anything up. And since Cooper Rush has been in there, it's been a different-looking game plan, and he's called a different game. And I agree. When Dak gets back, hey, let's give Dak a chance to do that. Let's don't try to get too cute and try to, you know – Outthink ourselves, and I think sometimes Kellen Moore
3: gets in a position where he
4: tries to outthink himself.
3: Use your weapons mm-hmm. in the best way to execute the offense. Mm-hmm. Don't ask him to do too much, and, and and get him get him. If it's a receiver, figure out a way to get that receiver in some space. I mean, I'm with you. Just and look, I'm not telling you to take out the trick plays because every once in a while you're going to run one but man know you're down in distance no, that's I, what drives me nuts well
4: that i mean i don't i don't need all those trick plays every once in a while that's fine um uh, but there's too much of it from kella moore there's too much i don't need all the smoke and mirrors with the motions and the resets and everything else just line up and come and play downhill and you know that's what they've done underneath cooper rush and you know i i I I like the way it's being run, and I think that that should continue. And I don't know if Kellen Moore made the conscious decision of, "Hey, this is what I need to do with this guy," and keep it simple, stupid, or or if Mike McCarthy walked down and said, "Okay, young man, here's how we're going to approach this," and and made that point because look, McCarthy is an offensive mind, always has been, and you know. He, he is carrying a play chart now, so I, I don't know what the all the ingredients to it are, but whatever they are, they're working right now.
3: Corey says on the CNC Collision Center text line, if I'm Dak and the Cowboys, I'm waiting two more weeks. They have two hard games coming up, and they may lose them with or without Dak. If you bring him back now, they lose two in a row, and and uh, he will, um, he will, uh, he will, he will broke loose. I'm not sure what he was, he, I'm sure that's a typo, but uh, just trying to figure out what he was saying there. But uh, to his point, he doesn't feel good about the L.A. game on the road, you know, in a different time zone. It's going to be a tough one. And he doesn't and feel good about Philly. Tough. No, I don't either. Well, I mean, don't you have to play that game with your best weapons if your best weapons are available? And, you cannot do any damage, any further damage? I,
4: I Look, I, I don't roll Dak out there. He's not ready. Just not.
3: I mean, how do he you know that? Even, well, he ain't even gripped a football no, yet. No, I get that, but I'm saying if, if if he gets to the point by the 16th, that's two, and a, two weeks, if he's ready to go physically, do you play him? Now, I agree with you. If he's not ready to go 100% physically, mm-hmm. you can't. No, it's just
4: too much at stake. No, if
3: he's way 80, too much
4: at stake, if he's eighty percent. I don't really matter. I agree. You need I, him in
3: January. You
4: don't need him in October.
3: I, I, I agree. But if he's a hundred percent, this is this is this is Dak for twenty twenty two. If he's at that point, the doctor said this is as good as it's going to get. Do you play him? Yeah, but I mean,
4: right now he hadn't gripped a football yet, so I, I can't imagine him being hundred percent by a week from Sunday. Can't imagine it.
3: No, uh, and maybe not, maybe not, and you know, you you just then then you just keep rocking with what you got mm-hmm. because he's played well. I mean, he being Cooper Rush well, has played and, well.
4: And look, it's if you know you lose these next two ball games, it's not the season's not over.
3: No, nope. and and, and the, Corey's following up. It all hell will break loose if Dak loses the first two games back oh. after Cooper Rush goes three and zero. Yeah, I mean, there's it, no question. It'll be
4: just like what I was pointing out with Troy Aikman and, and those two cats behind him, you know, they come in and win a game and all of a sudden you look back and, and you think, well, you know, Troy Aikman's trash, he's no good for us. You know, we, we've got to go with Bernie Kosar. We've got to go with, you know, give me a break. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that, and Corey's 100% right. If Dak comes out against Philly and lays an egg, Oh boy. You talk about, rabid fans and you talk about the you know the talking heads trying to prove that they're the smartest person in the room, it it would be not good for this football team.
3: That's the same guys that said the season was over when Dak went down. I was one of them. I mean
4: I, I I'm totally shocked and yeah. I will eat Crow, I don't mind. I, I was one hundred percent wrong. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't think he had it in him. I didn't think he could win a game. Well, and he's, he's
3: gone out and executed the plan, People. whatever that plan looked like. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, did not see an
4: inkling of this in the preseason. Crazy, did not isn't see, it? Yeah, I
3: just, it, it, you know. I, so maybe trust trust the coaches and the staff.
4: No. No, you're not doing that? They didn't see that? this either.
3: You don't think they did? mm mm-hmm. They said they did.
4: Yeah, well, sure they are now. Well, they, they didn't, didn't go out and do
3: anything. They what? said, this is our guy.
4: No, they didn't. They they said that Will Greer was ahead of was ahead of Cooper Rush, but he didn't know the playbook and he was not one hundred percent because he was limping around a little bit too. Oh, he's had injuries all all camp. Yeah, I mean they were really high on Will Greer. I think they still are. Yeah, well, good luck. So you don't like him now? No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. He hasn't shown anything either. One thing we do and, know, and Ben Denucci's, you're not changing
3: my mind on this one. He's trash. One thing we do know, I think, is that you cannot judge these guys by their play in preseason games because of who they're playing with. I think, and uh, who they're Maybe surrounded with. Maybe that,
4: that's it. Maybe preseason is completely. So
3: I mean, it's, it's it's a, a waste fundraiser. Of time. It's a fundraiser for the owners.
4: Yeah, I, the way we're not playing everybody, and the way. You know, you just kind of go through the motions. It may be it may be time to just say, no more preseason.
3: They can sell those chocolate bars, can't they?
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think they get more out of the inter-squad scrimmages that they have leading up to the preseason game each week. Clearly. And that's why you see teams doing that. Hey, we're going to play San Diego this week. Well, let's go work out with them for three or four days and really get something out of it because we're not going to get squat out of the game.
3: Which is ridiculous. In 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 the it's not the way it
4: was designed.
3: No, go practice and then go play, and you play your players. What's the difference between playing? The only thing is you're not taking a quarterback to the ground probably in those uh, in those right. Yeah, scrimmages. you're not. You're not. But I mean, they're a little more controlled. It, again, it's football. I agree. I I agree. But you know, the first time a quarterback gets hurt in one of those, and he has to sit six weeks. Everybody's screaming. Everybody's screaming. How can you let your guy get hit? Why me he wearing the red vest? I
4: don't it? care. I'm going to take my chances and let my guys play. Get ready to play the game the way it's supposed to be played.
3: Yeah, but you don't have a financial investment in this. If I did, I'd do the same thing. It's 8.45, 15 away from diet. Let's talk about Circle Drug. They're at 3211 Robinson Drive, locally owned, independent pharmacy. Look, it's your one-stop shop for all your pharmaceutical and medical supply needs, and it's just a group of people that live right here in this community taking care of their fellow folks from this community it's 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 local people doing business with with more local people and and look they're going to take care of you why why wouldn't you take care of your neighbor and that's exactly what they're doing at circle drug they got free delivery to your home or to your office or when you show up at circle drug you can go inside which is what i like to do uh or you can uh, or you can go up to the walk-up window or you can sit in your car, and they'll bring it to you. Or you can go through the drive-thru. And when you go through the drive-thru, maybe you're third in line, they're going to come out and take care of you. They're not going to make you just sit there and wait uh, till you get to the window. They're going to come and take care of you. It's just those extra little things that make Circle Drug different. Circle Drug, 3211 Robinson Drive. Again, here's the phone number, 254-662-0774. Circle Drug Pharmacy, 3211 Robinson Drive. Recently on Game Time, from the Oklahoman, we welcome Scott Ryder. They've had some moments that have really built this thing to uh, to
6: what it became last year with, uh, you know, a really good game in, in Stillwater and then obviously a fantastic game in the Big 12 Championship. When you lose some of the natural rivalry that we're losing in the Big 12 with OU and Texas going away, this is prime to take over that role
0: as a, uh, a nationally prominent game and, and, a, uh, and a really good rivalry for this conference. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN in central texas
10: you know that guy that walks around with pants that are just a little too short and he's wearing brand new loafers but no socks then he crosses his legs right across from you and you have to look at his bare ankles oh well that's what it's like to drive your truck around without any step bars hi jay from pickup outfitters here to talk about one of the most common forms of truck nudity driving around without any step bars a rampant problem in central texas now, step bars do have their functional benefits. They save wear and tear on your back and your knees. They make it easy for your wife and your children to get in and out of your truck. But mostly, having step bars on your truck is just the decent thing to do. No one wants to look at your bare rocker panels. So help us end truck nudity and put some step bars on that truck. We have some great specials on either the black or the stainless steel chrome look. Check it out at createacomotioncom steps. Don't be part of the problem, be part of the solution, and help us end truck nudity at Pickup Outfitters. Baylor Football on ESPN Central Texas. When you do whatever it takes
7: to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion electric and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at asco equipment and they service and support it quality forklifts that get the job
3: done asco equipment they're on it whatever it is Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family. Whether it be residential or farm and ranch properties, Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors is a proud supporter of Baylor Athletics. ESPN Radio Sports
0: Center.
14: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Cooper Rush is now 4 0 as the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. The Pokes beat Washington 25 10 and are now 3 1 on the season. The Houston Texans dropped a 34 24 decision to the Chargers and are still winless. Tonight in the NFL, the Rams visit the 49ers. Saturday's loss to Oklahoma State has dropped Baylor out of the AP Top 25. The Bears are still a part of the coaches' poll this week at number 22. If Aaron Judge is to set a new American League home run record, he'll have to do it in Texas. The Yankees' final four games of the season are at Globe Life Park in Arlington. His first opportunity comes tonight at 6.05, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Rangers lost their final road game of the season, 8-3, to the Angels. The Astros beat Tampa Bay 3-1 and won five of the six games against the Rays this season.
0: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. Shapen
2: looking to throw pass, caught by Baldwin at midfield. Runs to the forty, to it's the gone. thirty, down the sideline. You're not gonna catch Monterey Baldwin. Wow! On fourth down and five, Shapen to Baldwin for the Baylor touchdown.
3: Highlight like, courtesy of the uh, Baylor Sports Radio Network and Learfield. John Morse, the voice of the Bears, you hear him every day at three o'clock right here on the call. That was one of two touchdown passes for Monterey Baldwin, and uh, welcome back Monterey. It's uh, good to have him back in the fold, and he is a playmaker and a difference maker. And I promise you, Shaping is proud to have him back part of the uh, part of the offense. Now, uh, again for the for the Bears, it is a open date this Saturday chance to catch their breath, do some self-evaluation, which Dave Aranda said they certainly were going to do, and then go get ready for a Thursday game uh, against West Virginia. The fact that they're open, Ward, does it that help? Because if they weren't on an open date, then they'd have a short week prepping for a road Thursday night game, which I think the road team, particularly on a Thursday, is at a disadvantage. I think it is, too. I so mean, to have the know, open date?
4: Yeah, I, I yeah. think that helps. Um, and, Look, you, you're five games into this. They they need a little bit of break mentally,
3: physically. So they need a break from each other. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it probably comes at a good time. So uh, that's uh, that's that's the Baylor situation. The Bears three and two. I get ready for West Virginia. yeah, uh, you know, I don't want to call it a must win, but I think it's an incredibly an incredibly important football game to kind of right the ship. And I don't know if right the ship's even the right way to put it. I mean, to to bounce back from a disappointing loss. Now, there, there's no way that you, can, that you can describe the Oklahoma State game as anything but a disappointing loss. You know, uh, if you're Baylor, you're looking and going, if we'd have played the first half like we played the second half, we'd have had our special teams in line, then you're probably talking about being a top-10 team this morning instead of out of the poll, and you're talking about uh, getting to AT&T Stadium, and they still can, but now there's no room for error. I mean, I it maybe there is a three team loss that's gonna get there, Ward, but man, oh man. Uh <laughs> as crazy as this league is, that's a possibility. You yeah, know? I
4: don't know. I mean, it's it's very, very unusual right now. So we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out. But when's the last time that you've had the Red River rivalry with neither one of those teams ranked?
3: Yeah. And right now you're you're you know what i don't know that i'd want to be texas right now because you got a desperate football team in oklahoma losing two in a row i a de- i think you i think you have a desperate football team that's going to go to dallas in the cotton bowl to take on the longhorns uh, uh-huh. and you know what maybe they're not good enough maybe they don't have every, all the ingredients right now i don't know we're not up there we're not we're not a part of that deal I, all I know is that if they're going to get back in this thing and get the thing rolling it starts now they yeah I mean you're not losing three in a row I mean come on and that's what they're staring both
4: of these teams need a win big on yeah. Saturday
3: Texas bounced back got the win over West Virginia now they you know they're looking to put things together Oklahoma's trying to you know keep their head above water it, it is an interesting matchup isn't it and it's very interesting mm-hmm. to me. So, we'll see we'll see how that one develops, but look when you look at the standings, and I know we're early, but you've got KU uh at 2-0, you got Kansas State at 2-0 in the Big 12. It's just I mean, that's just strange to see and then you got teams that are traditionally at the top of the standings, right now they're they're hanging around at the bottom. I mean, you know, so it it's an interesting league early. In the race, and I think that's a fair way to put it. All right, uh, you heard Lark just a minute ago on the uh, on the Sports Center update. If Aaron Judge gets to sixty two, does he he does it against Texas in Arlington? Does that make that a hot ticket? Oh, I wish I was at every game this Me week. Me too. Me too. I think he does it. You know, if you're Texas, why do you pitch around him? No, you don't. You don't. You 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 know what? Challenge the guy. I mean,
4: Texas isn't going anywhere.
3: No, hang on a second. There's three games left. They're not. Are they still in the wild card race? No. No. Okay.
4: (laughs) They're not even in the hot dog race.
3: (gasps) What's that thing called? The boomer dog or whatever. Oh, that boomstick. Boomstick. Holy
5: moly! A two foot long hot dog, every condiment under the sun on it. Oh my goodness.
3: Are they talk about the Dodger dog. How about that bad boy right there?
4: Yeah, I took a, a couple of guys to the game right after the Boomstick was. Maybe in the first year that they had the Boomstick, Bo Phillips and Steve Helms, both Texas music artists, and took them up to the game. And Bo was determined he was going to win against the Boomstick.
3: How'd that work out? It didn't work out very well for
9: him. (laughs) (laughs) It did not
3: work out well for him. Oh, how funny. All right, we got to get out of here. John's coming up at 3 today, and uh, Matt Mosley will be here at 4. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 7. Corey says, hey, how about having Ward in the show with, how about them fighting Cooper Rushes? No. Say that again? No. (laughs) 8.56. See you tomorrow.